morning, everybody. This is Lou Weiss with my co-host, Tim Grady, who got out of a sickbed to do this show. Uh, we are uh, interviewing today Laurent Ben-Horan, who is the, uh, I presume, president, I'm sorry, of One Layer. And One Layer is in Tel Aviv, Israel, and uh, Laurent is in Tel Aviv. And uh, it's uh, wonderful to have you here. Uh, and it's really amazing the technology that we could have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody in Israel and Tim, who's in Georgia, can't get his virtual background up. So <laughs> maybe it has something to do with all the windstorms and tornadoes in Georgia over the last uh, week or so. It just blew your background away. But green and yellow kind of works. Yeah, it works. At least I, they didn't wear a green jacket. I, I don't know. Then it would just blend in and all we see is your face. So I'm not recommending that we do the green and yellow either as a regular uh, background. What do you think, Laurent? Yes or no? I love it. Oh, you love it. Okay. That's why you have a white background. <laughs> okay, Laurent, from, what time is it there now? About 4 o'clock? 4.30. 4 o'clock. 4.30 in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, uh, Laurent, give us a little insight into one layer. What's it all about? Sure thing, I'll be happy to. So first thing, thank you guys for having me here today. Uh, happy to be here. I'm here representing uh, OneLayer. My name is uh, Liron, and uh, OneLayer is a company that specializes in providing security solutions for private 5G networks. I think we'll spend the majority of today discussing what 5G networks are and how exactly they benefit industries like manufacturing, what use cases they can allow for, uh, how are they changing the industry and transforming it, um, our role in this ecosystem is that we come in as a software solution and we allow manufacturing organizations, factories, whatever, whatever the case may be, to have better understanding of their assets and to be able to enjoy the highest standard of security. Well, that's great. Uh, do you have an office or operation here in the United States? Yeah, so like many other Israeli companies working in the realm of cybersecurity, we have the majority of our R&D stationed here in Israel, where I'm at, but all of the business side is actually in the U.S., mainly because uh, this is where the market is advancing the fastest. This is where you see the majority of deployments. Most factories already benefiting from the advantages of 5G. It moves at a much faster rate than it does in uh, Europe, uh, Israel, and other places of the world. So. Definitely, most of the, the business side is in the U.S. So, before we forget and before we get too far into the show, why don't you give us your uh, URL or email address, whichever you care to do, so uh, the listeners who are here can reach out after they hear your story. Yeah, sure, we'd love to. So, you can either go to our website, which is onelayer.com, where you can see some more information, or you can contact me contact me directly at liron.bh, the acronyms of my name, at onelayer.com. So these both. Do that, one, do that one more time and slower. Sure thing. <laughs> so either you go to the URL onelayer.com 
probably easiest, or you can email me directly at iran.bh at onelayer.com. Excellent, excellent. So give us a little insight into how you deal with your uh, prospective client um, to demonstrate to them the value of your uh, your product. Yeah, sure thing. So, you know, in the, I think, first and the first thing we have to address is uh, what exactly is uh, 5G and specifically how is it being implemented in private environments? Because this is when the one layer uh, product becomes uh, very significant. Uh, so where do we see 5G uh, technology today within the manufacturing industry? So we all probably, you know, heard the, on a high level that 5G should uh, increase productivity, reduce some downtime, maybe improve efficiency. Um, but the question is how so? Like wh what is the great benefit that 5G brings in that allows you to, to, and to really take use of this technology? And the things that it brings to, to manufacturing uh, that makes it a very relevant technology is that for starters, it allows you to have a very reliable type of connection. You know, so in, a, in an environment where you have tons of devices that are mobile, when you have devices that are part of your uh, R&D that are critical infrastructure, we want the uptime to be as close as we can to 100%. And one of the challenges we have with wireless technologies is that oftentimes we lose connectivity. I mean, I always use this example how, you know, you can drive your car at 100 miles an hour and be in the middle of a phone call and you can still maintain connectivity and this entire process of handovering or moving between cells is seamless to you. But on the other hand, if you're connected to a Wi-Fi link and you move from the basement floor to a ground floor, sometimes you lose connectivity for a few seconds. And this is a result of just a, a very efficient protocol. So for so an environment that requires you to have a high standard of connectivity, 5G is really good because uh, it has all the benefits of cellular. Second thing, it gives you amazing coverage. So, you know, when you have a huge manufacturing facility that have a lot of indoors and they need to make sure that all the devices can be connected regardless of where they are geographically, then something like 5G can become really effective uh, and make sure that we can always maintain not only reliable connectivity, but also have the devices connected independent of where they actually are. Um, so these are the main, main two reasons I would say that uh, we see manufacturing facilities adopting 5G in 2023. Uh, and to be fair, the reason it's becoming uh, such a big thing here in the in the US, uh, and, and, and I'll, I'll try to give you a little bit more color into the, the uh, what it looks like today, uh, is because of this word I used early on, private. Uh, so, you know, 5G, what we, what we used to know about uh, any previous generation of cellular technology is that it was always technology used mainly by the mobile not network operators of the world, right? When you think of cellular, you think of Verizon, you think of AT&T, you think of Telefonica. Not necessarily uh, the manufacturing uh, enterprises are the ones to come to mind. But this, this usage of private, of private and 5G together was actually allowed organizations. It can be and it can be enterprises within manufacturing, it can be utilities, it can be airports, tons and tons of verticals to start adopting 5G for their own usage. So what we've actually seen is that now we have organizations enjoying all the benefits from 5G locally, being the full owners of their networks, not having to be dependent on the mobile network operator to enjoy the benefit I described earlier. So uh, to be more specific, sure. What and where is the 5G used within the manufacturing environment? 
so there are many different use cases. Let's say, let's talk about the application that require us to have reliable connectivity, better coverage, high bandwidth, lower latency. Just to throw out some examples of applications we know of from a manufacturing, it can be about applications that require real-time monitoring and control of production processes, right? Uh, it can be sensors, be it for movement or for temperature, uh, cameras that uh, re record videos, um, applications that support augmented reality or virtual reality uh, that assist workers to perform complex tasks. Uh, additionally, I think one fantastic example in manufacturing is anything to do with uh, with uh, automated guided vehicles or drones that allows to perform tasks such as material handling or uh, inspection. So all of these things, they, they really benefit from, uh, from good wireless uh, connectivity. And for these reasons, we've seen some innovators within the manufacturing industry starting to implement private 5G locally so these applications can benefit from the coverage they need, from the latency that is required for them to operate as intended, from better bandwidth. All of these are the main, I would say, incentives for manufacturers to start and implement these networks themselves. Now, this is a private 5G network. Mm -hmm. Are there uh, cyber or security issues that are resolved as a result of the fact that this is private? Or is it still subject to hacking and so on and so forth? An excellent, excellent question. And I think it, uh, it, it bridges exactly uh, here the concept of one there and what, and what we do. So let's start with the positive, and, and there, there's a lot of positive. 5G protocol uh, is efficient, and it's a modern protocol. So from a security perspective, there's a lot going for it. For example, encryption, when you look at the, uh, at, the, at the RF link, right, and you look at the traffic that's being transmitted from a device to the cell tower, uh, the traffic is much more encrypted when it's uh, being uh, transmitted over 5G. So you enjoy a higher standard of security from that aspect. Moreover, there is an, an entire concept of authentication that is built into the concept of cellular. Because we all know how in your mobile phone you have a SIM card, right? So in the end of the day, if you want to connect to a Wi-Fi network, a password is sufficient. If you want to connect to a cable network, you connect the cable to the wall. If you want to enjoy a 5G network, you need the actual SIM card to be that you, you that someone will provide you with. So for all of these reasons, there is a better, let's say, in authentication and in integrity that is built into the network. Having said that, what, what is missing, right? Because uh, if that is the case, then we're, we're all good. I think the challenge is, is that while the protocol itself is more secured, we do not secure networks using protocols alone. When we look at uh, how uh, manufacturing uh, uh, are observing their uh, organization from a security perspective, we see that there are uh, principles that they need to follow, uh, frameworks, security frameworks like zero trust, uh, like a Purdue model, which is a framework in manufacturing that uh, is relevant in order to segment industrial devices from the corporate network and the internet. And this adoption of private cellular, it disrupts these, mod these models and these, uh, uh, and these concepts. So the need is to basically in allow that you can enjoy all the benefits of private 5G, be it the, the what I described earlier, the coverage, the reliability, but also the encryption and the security elements, but not having to do so without enjoying the same standard of security that you're used to from your operational technology environment. And this is exactly what we're here to, to bridge. This is the gap that we at one layer close. We ensure that you can 
still segment your network. You can still make sure that you be familiar with the different assets in your network. You can detect anomalies in real time. All of these are security capabilities that have nothing to do with the protocol. They're a necessary step that you put on top of the protocol to make sure that the network as a whole is more secure. The fact that this is probably a more complex platform than others, the installation time, is that a big deal? So I think this, to be fair, you're touching one of the main challenges of a private 5G at the moment. Uh, I would split it to two. Let's, let's address yours uh, first. One is that an organization uh, needs some level of expertise, right? I mean, not everyone is a cellular expert. If you want to install this type of network, oftentimes you need some sort of an integrator to come in that has the cellular expertise that will be able to implement the network in your environment and connect it to the rest of your operational technology um, networks. Uh, and this is critical. So there's still a gap of knowledge here that needs to be corrected. I can say that from our perspective as one layer, we understand this gap and what we're building with our product is allowing, let's say the security teams that are used to the OT environment and the IT environments, the ones that have nothing to do with cellular, we're building them a product that speaks those language much more than the cellular language, okay? We speak in terms of IP, of MAC addresses, of components and protocols they're familiar with, not necessarily throwing out all these new cellular protocols and, and you know, components uh, on top of the, I guess, uh, of their existing network. So that's number one. Like, like you said, lack of expertise is a challenge. You always, you become more dependent on external uh, providers for you to set up the network. Another thing is that because this technology is still emerging, and it's evolving as we speak, there is still a little bit uh, what I would call a lack of devices. So I mentioned earlier different test cases, right? But not every single device has a built-in modem in the device itself, right? So we need a lot of gateways. We need a lot of converters. We need means to take legacy traffic that can be traditional IP, convert it to 5G, for example, so that, so that the device can benefit from the network that you built. So there are two steps to it, I guess. We need the organizations to become a little bit, uh, to, to either they'll become more experts or the, the installation part will become much more easy for them. And secondly, we need to give them more use cases that they can test with these networks. I have a, a question and I don't mean to play, can I get you? So sure. it's not, not a get you question, but if I have a manufacturing plant right here and I have another manufacturing plant three miles away can they communicate back and forth under the same 5g protocol and safety in security or is each facility have their own 5g protocol and they can't communicate it's a it's a good question and uh, like any good question uh, there are many answers to it because it very much uh, is dependent on the architecture of the deployment uh, of the network but I think uh, to go uh, to, to say the simple answer, you can have one cellular core that will be able to provide connectivity for various sites at once. So you can set the core at a centralized location and make sure that the other factory can also benefit from your existing cores. We see many organizations do it that are spread globally, right? They would have manufacturing facilities at China and in Europe in the, in the US. And then it's a matter of what benefits them more. Some cases we see where they 
they split this type of traffic. They also do it with their IT and OT environments, it can happen. They would have separate core for each site. In another cases, we see they're making the decision to set one local core and have the other sites connected to the same core and enjoy the, 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 the let's say, the advantages of 5G regardless of geography. It's just a matter of whether they de deployed uh, the radio side at, th at those facilities uh, all in all, because they need to have the right coverage that will connect them to the core regardless of where the core is. So the simple answer is yes. Yes, true. That's the simple answer, I guess. <laughs> you know that I, one I've been, <laughs> I've been sort of dominating this, so uh, jump in anywhere you want. I'm sure you Well, I was going to ask a similar question, Lou, and that is I'm in, I'm in Georgia. Laurent, you're in Tel Aviv. I want to put in 5G connectivity in my manufacturing plant. Are you operating the installation from Tel Aviv or... Does someone come into my plant? What actually happens? What takes place? Okay, so I'll just say first that us as one layer, we do not provide networks. We come in as a service on top of an existing network and we give you security elements. But let's say I want, right? Let's say that for the purpose of this call, I'm an integrator that builds network for uh, someone like you in Georgia. Uh, so in that case, the answer uh, is, uh, is yes, we, this integrator can come in, he can build a network for you, he can also build a network uh, here in Israel, and make sure that these two networks can be connected and information can be transmitted from one another. Having said that, going back to my comments from uh, the beginning regarding the advantages of 5G, I think the key benefit here, which is important to be, I guess, the main takeaway, is that this type of technology really improves the connectivity inside the, the factory, right? So it's not that it completely changes the ecosystem regarding how you connect one factory to another. You can still use cable for these purposes. But the, the real benefit of 5G is that when it gives you amazing wireless coverage uh, that is in a high standard across your facility, you can start testing so many use cases that up until that moment were complete sci-fi. So the advantage is to really take the manufacturing facility to the next, uh, let's say, level internally. The connectivity between those different the other facilities it's it's a great benefit of that but the value really shows in what, what you can do internally in a factory or a warehouse or anything else <laughs> Laurent, can you give me some examples of some of the key industries that would benefit the most uh to your uh, from your platform sure so i'm saying that i think you know, manufacturing is amazing. Other than manufacturing, there is other uh, verticals that can benefit from the technology. Um, I think one that is very dominant and uh, show and is much more advanced than uh, other verticals is the utility vertical. We see tons uh, of uh, smart meters uh, that needs to be connected uh, via wireless uh, so they can collect data regarding energy consumption. We can see the need to remote control power grids. Uh, all of these have led uh, the biggest utility organizations within the U.S. to adopt private LTE, actually, one generation before uh, 5G, uh, for their own uh, usage. And this way, they become, for starters, independent of the mobile network operators. So they're in charge of the network. Uh, they're not affected uh, um, by downtime that can occur uh, from a public perspective but also they can connect tens of thousands of devices. So I guess utilities is the first one that we see that really uh, is doing this type of deployments in a very large scale and have tens of thousands, hundreds of, the, hundreds of thousands of devices already connected. Um, but other than that, we see tons of other industries too. We start to see it in uh, airports, 
את פורטס, הוספיטל שמתעסקים בטכנולוגי. So it really, I guess that's the beauty of uh, inventing technology that is relevant for the transmission layer. It's not specific for an actual use case. Everyone can benefit from better bandwidth, lower latency, better coverage. So they can all take it, this type of technology and look at the relevant use cases for them and start having them running on top of these networks. Very good. Do you have any uh, final points you'd like to uh, be able to uh, tell us uh, as we wrap up this segment? Um, yeah, I, I would just say that we, from my perspective, one of the things that are still missing for these networks, which is uh, exactly why we formed uh, one layer, is that while it gives you tons of benefits for an organization, it is still evolving and it's very, very challenging to understand the state of your network as you implement it. So if you want to understand which devices you have running on top of this network that are taking the advantage of this technology, it's a challenge at the moment because you're so used to it from the IT and OT environment when you can tell that's a laptop, right? That's an industrial machine, that's a SCADA. That's, you, you, you always want to keep track of your devices. And here the, the tools to do so are still lacking. So what we tend to do is that once you have this network deployed, we come in with our own product that analyzes all the traffic in your network and showcases what the devices are. It allows you to segment between the devices so they can act only as you want them to. So it's a lot of additional capabilities uh, that really make the standard of security of this network much, much higher, much more resembles what people are used to from OT environments. Laron, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, give us your website one last time for the, the late, the late uh, audience and uh, we will uh, bid you farewell. Sure thing. So our website is onelayer.com. Uh, thank you so much guys for having me and uh, I hope you have a happy Easter or Passover wherever you are. <laughs> you as well. You as well. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you very much. Okay folks, this is uh, a uh, fascinating story. It's going to be uh, posted on our uh, website, uh, Jacket Media Co. or ManufacturingTalkRadio.com. And uh, tune into the, our other podcasts, uh, which we do have several others. We also have a magazine, an e-zine that we call Manufacturing Outlook, which is all about manufacturing. Comes out every month. Fascinating stories, great articles, great guest writers. So, and it's free. You sign up and you will get your easing in your mailbox every month like clockwork. So, thank you all. Tim, uh, you got to do something about the green. It just doesn't do you well. It was good for St. Patrick's Day, but. <laughs> uh, you missed it by a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> Thank you all, and we'll see you at our next show. Thank you. Bye-bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>